Howdy folks, welcome to episode 3 of Selection Night with Shep and Tomo, brought to you by station sponsor Viva Teamwear, which is the most comfortable sporting clothing available. As you know, we're looking for Shep and Tomo's Club Legend of the Year. Uh, the winner will get a nice little prize pack from show sponsor Rebel Sport, plus the recognition and honour and the prestige of the award that comes uh, with this show. We'll be having a local legend on the show soon, so stay tuned. If you're listening in live and want to participate in the show, please go through our Facebook page. And, of course, if you like the show and you want to spread the love, please let your mates know. Uh, listen, like the page, and um, uh, get on board. And, you know, we've got the uh, different platforms, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Apple, and it's all through Anchor. So, good evening, Tomo. We've got a big show tonight. G'day, Shep. How you going, mate? Very good. Good to, good to see you again for another week. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got a big show tonight. Um, our special guest in the stu- studio, Joey Shitey from the Modbury Vista Soccer Club. Welcome, uh, Joey. How you going, guys? Very good. Good to have you along, mate. Um, and we'll be doing our normal normal stuff as well, the um, SL2 Under-18 and Women's Football, Amateur Aussie Rules, Hills Footy, Regional Footy. The poll, the District Cricket Club Hussey Review poll. some legs, that one. It is. And um, we're going to have another look at uh, how to keep your better half on board. Yes, so, that's yeah. quite important. Oh, always important. We've got to touch on that every week, I think. That's right. So welcome, Joey, to the show. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for coming along. No worries. So Joey's the um, original first-team goalkeeper for Modbury Vista's State League 2 team. Yep. Um, unfortunately, in round one, you had a bit of a, a, a bit of a run-in with the, an impromptu meeting with the opposition player, was it? Yeah, in the first minute of round yeah, one against yeah. Vipers. Um, not ideal. No. No. Nah. And it, it, it was. Um, uh, it turned out to be a good game. That one. I was watching that one on the Facebook stream, and it looked like uh, you copped it from an odd angle. It looked like the ball was coming in from. Yeah, the it came in from the left, but. Yeah. It was more getting my foot stuck in the right. ground. So um, from there, a bit of a twist. Crack. Crack. There I goes my it. knee, yeah. Um, didn't really realise what I did at the time. Yeah. Um, from there, continued to play for another 60 minutes. Yeah. Which probably wasn't oh, wow. smart. Yeah, so I had bone fractures, uh, MCL sprain, um, bleeding in the knee. You made a couple of great saves after then too. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't easy to make those saves. No. I definitely felt it straight yeah. away. Yeah. Did you have any pain relief straight away, Joey? Or after the game? Yeah, no. I mean during the game. So you not really. No. Uh, you just half time, um, our trainer Susie restrapped my knee. So yeah. it's just a forward and back movement, but in the end, it's very. Um, very soft inside, so any yeah. movement just just got me straight away. Oh mate, yeah, yeah. tough to play through. Well yeah, done. so yeah. Um, and then it came to the seventieth minute. Um, I twisted it again, it went click, fell to the ground, and said, "No, nah, I can't get That's back it. up." No, yeah, yeah, that was that was it for me. The yeah. Season in sixty minutes, seventy minutes. Yeah, bugger, no and good, mate. And um, and it's been a rebuilding year for the club too, with um, a lot of young new players on board. Yeah, fresh team, yeah. fresh team. Um, Benny Ben Dale's come in um, to a tough position to build a new team. He's done really well to yeah. bring in a lot of young players and give them. I think nearly half the team has had their first 
first um, starting matches for senior football, which is good for them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a well-renowned coach too with um, yeah, definitely. quite a good record. Mm. Um, so what clubs did you play for as a junior? As a junior, actually, I started at my first, first club. I was nine, nine or ten years old. I was actually called NAB. Right. And that was Eastern United. So where Eastern United plays now, that used to be called NAB a long, long time ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, from there, went to um, Metro Stars, did some juniors, juniors there. Um, from there, pretty much played up until well, I was about 14, 15, and then went to Blue Eagles yep. when I was 15. And that's when I really started to take my football seriously. Yeah. Um, so at 15... I debuted for first team, yep. MPL, which wow. was huge. It put yeah. me straight in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah well, um, that's a big club. So. Yeah, I think it was against Parry Hills. Yeah. Uh, massive game. Yeah. actually got man of the match. Oh, well done. Yeah, at, at, at 15, 16 years old, it's, it was massive. It was massive for me. Yeah, so, yeah. And then from there, that's when I really started to train hard. And yeah, and being a keeper as well, um, it's, it's tough to make the progressions because... If you're the third best keeper in the team, you're playing in the third best team. Whereas if you're the third best midfielder in the club, you're in the top team. You're in, yeah, right? exactly. So I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Not coming from a soccer background myself. No. Well, it's the same well, for wicketkeepers yeah. and yeah, catchers true. in baseball. Yeah, very true. And I'm an old wicketkeeper, old goalkeeper, and had the same hurdles in front of me. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. So did you have... A peculiar story to get up into the first team was there so um, Gino, which was their first team keeper for the Blue Eagles since he was 15, 16, to keep his first team spot until his late 30s. Right. So he's yeah. been there. He's a club legend for Blue yeah, Eagles. Yeah. We'll probably talk about that later. Sure. And um, he definitely pushed me. He told me, he's like, you're young. Yep. I can see your skills. Just go for it. And then when I got the spot, on the first team, I just went for it. Yeah. Playing, yeah, so that was good. Oh, that is good. And, yeah. And, and having that voice at the back there is one of the big big drivers too. I think a lot of the other members in the team don't appreciate the voice that comes with that type of role too. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a lot of stress. A lot of people don't actually understand that. As a keeper, there's a lot of hard work mm. and a lot of mental stress that goes in in training, on the pitch, on in the games. Yep. And the difference between a good goalkeeper and a great goalkeeper is how they apply that to the game, how they handle that stress yep. in the back line. Every single goal that gets conceded goes through that keeper. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Every single goal. And you can see every single play panning out in it's front of you Every single well. play, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You've got yeah. to have the defensive mindset and an attacking mindset from there. Yeah. 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 So I guess... Working with the coach too is important, not just getting what the coach wants out of you, but also him telling you the direction that he wants the team to go yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. You, it, it all starts from the back, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, especially in this modern football. It starts from the back, it starts to build up. Yep. And um, so as a goalkeeper, do you prefer to see three in front of you or four? As a biased question, as with my soccer coach's hat on. Um, four has always been stronger for me because if they if they move to one side one the right back pushes up 
yeah. three come across. You've, if you do it right, you've always got three, plus that extra one that's pushing on their player. So four has always gone well yep. for us. Yep. So I think I'll go with that. Yep, yep, cool. So um, continue your, your journey. So you, you were at the Blue Eagles there for a while. You yeah, Blue Eagles. Team. I was in the first team. And from there, I actually I was with Allied United, the youth team, for a couple months. Um, and that's when I was 16. And uh, I was really, that's when I was really pushing it, yep. real pushing my training. And um, But unfortunately that year, uh, the reserves team got dropped at LA United. Right. For budget or, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. So then from there, went back to Blue Eagles. Yep. Um, and then I went to Olympic yep. two years, a year later. Um, had some really good experiences there with their first team and like awesome, awesome club. Um, and from there, the eight, under-18s coach, Yanni Stammer, invited me to Allied Victory, where he, would, yep. he was Stanley 2. Yep. Um, and I gave it a shot. Full, I had a full year of first-team football. Um, my first year, we made the finals. Yep. And won the championship. Nice. Stanley 2, got the club promoted. Well done. With a brand-new team. Yeah, So, nice. brand-new team and... For me, that was the best year of football for all my life. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to, we always had, uh, got together. Yeah. Win, loss, draw, it doesn't matter. We're always behind each other. Yeah. And in the end, we actually won the championship. Yeah. So I got that under my belt. Nice. Yeah. Awesome year. Thanks, man. A lot of yeah. players can play many different sports without ever winning. Yeah, and I've got that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good, man. Yeah. Cool. And then you've come to Modre Vista from. Olympic. From uh, from from LA Victory, uh, Victory. Yep. yeah. Um, so my little brother plays under 18s, Antonio Shardy. Yep. He's a centre back there, um, and we kind of just had a chat. And Modi Vista is a very local club to me. It's just around yep. the corner. Yep. Um, and I know that they're inspiring to be a big club yep. in the northeastern suburbs. So uh, I pretty much had a meeting with Benny Dale. Um, straight away we connected We're like Yeah let's do it Let's sign um, Had an awesome pre-season And unfortunately Did my knee yeah. But I'll be back So I'll be back one day Oh I'm ex- Excited to hear that as Yeah all the I'll definitely be back That's for yeah. sure Yeah <laughs> Absolutely um, And Have you got uh, So we have been Touching on nicknames Over the last couple of episodes Have you had nicknames Over the years Have you got a nickname That you um, want to share with us uh, I would. I, people just call me Joey. Yep. Joe. Um, it's never, never really gone anything more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My real name's Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but Joe's easy. Yep. Yeah. 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 We tend to westernise things a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we do. Don't we? Put the e on the end. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> so you got your operation coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and you're gearing up, ready for that. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of training at the gym I've yep. been every single night. Um, I'm trying to strengthen my knee. So the the stronger your hammies are, your drivers are yep. before, yep. it will definitely help with the recovery. So, right. And you've come to the show tonight straight from the gym. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. definitely straight from the gym. <laughs> no, cool. Um, and one thing that uh, I think is really important in a lot of local sporting clubs is when the some players from the first team put back into the club. And you're doing that by running goalkeeper training at Modbury Vista. 
which yep. has been going well by all, from all reports I hear. Yeah, really well. Um, we're about eight, eight or nine weeks in. Tuesday nights, I take the um, junior goalkeepers, um, and every week I'm seeing them improve. And yeah. for the biggest thing for me is ever since you're young, young keepers need confidence yeah. straight out the bat. Um, if they go into the park on game day without no training, no, no one behind them, no skills, um, they, they're going to lose concentration and they're not going to have the confidence to go out. So I think we're eight, nine weeks in now and they're just starting to get better every mm. week. So it's, it's looking really good. Yep. Hopefully they're liking it, which I think they are. Oh, I reckon they keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. So <no>. that's a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> and how are the results looking at Vista? Or a bit all over the shop, a little bit. Yeah, um, um, it's it's look, they're very close games. Yeah, some of the games, I'm surprised they didn't even come away with the three points. Um, but every week we, they're getting better, the boys. Um, and you they said they're a young group as well. Young so, man, yeah, yeah, young. Like I'm talking, some of them are 16, 17, mm. gone up against proper senior players. I've been yeah. playing for a long and time. There hasn't been any real blowouts in the scores. No, no, nothing crazy. No, I've been keeping an eye on things. Mm. There was and how's the keeper that's uh, taken your spot, mate? Costa, how's, yeah. How's he going? Um, Costa's no, he's doing good. He, uh, um, I, I, I know him vaguely from previous years. Yeah, he's an awesome guy, a top, top, top bloke. Um, yeah, and especially us, the game on Saturday did some quality saves, mm. um, keeping Excellent. the boys in the game. So no, yeah, that's doing good. good. Was yeah. he the reserves keeper that came up or? Did we bring him? So we in? so Benny brought him in from West Adelaide. Right, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, Deegan is our reserves keeper, which is doing really good. Still yep. young, but yep. he, he came in on round one after me and pulled off uh, one of the best saves I've seen in a long time. Yep. So he's definitely an upcoming star. Yeah. Oh, right. And Dan, the under eighteen keeper, has been doing good things as well. Dan, yeah. Yep. He um, he's out there giving back to the club. Um, at goalkeeper training as well. Yeah, he's with me. He's yep. with me. Doesn't get paid or anything. No. He's just he's there with me because he wants to be a coach, aspiring yep. goalkeeper coach. So he just loves being there. So good on him. Yeah, no, that's great. Yep, and yeah. he and he gives it to the boys too. Just uh, yeah, from <laughs> from what I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. So yeah, it's all all good things are happening. So all uh, and uh, the recovery and obviously we um, wish you all the best with your recovery. And Thank you. Um, hopefully we'll the operation it. goes well. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. You sound no like you're doing all, everything right in the lead yeah. up, getting those other muscles around the knees yeah, strong. It's, and it's, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard from people that have done their ACLs previously. They've told me just do the recovery right, do the do the the gym work before the actual operation, mm. get everything fit, have a good body. So yeah. it makes everything easier. No, yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, good. Yeah. And you're looking like you're in tip top shape too. So I think I'm actually fitter now than I was. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pre-season, definitely. <laughs> That's yeah, a good so, thing. So I'm definitely keen for the next next season, yeah. my upcoming, the future. So yeah. Well, by then the clubhouse will be fully right to go. Um, yeah. And that's Indeed. exciting times out that part of the world. You yeah. got the pitch or the pitches, and the new clubhouse being built. So next season's shaping up to be uh, a stellar year for uh, yeah Vista for definitely Vista. That's for sure. Um, good to hear. Yes, so that moves us on to the State League 2 um, competition. Um, and going through last week's round uh, of results, um, there was some interesting results, uh, that's for sure. Um, we'll start off with Modbury. We'll keep the Modbury theme going. 
Why not, mate? We, pre- we predicted a very close game um, with Seaford and Modbury coming together that both teams would have come into the game thinking they were going to get some points out of it. Mm. Um, and Seaford came away 2-1. Um, I was lucky enough to watch a lot of that game and it was backwards and forwards. Uh, and like you said, there was a lot of great shots that were stopped. Um, and it was a very exciting game. But unfortunately for Modbury, they went down by a goal. One goal. So that's another um, close. close game. Yeah. That could have been a draw. Mm. Um, even to get a point out of that game would have would have given the boys a lot of um, a lot of confidence. Um, the game that struck out for me, or not struck out, but stood out, was Vipers versus Pony and Eagles, which was seven goals to six. That's a amazing That's massive. That's nearly an AFL scoreline. Yeah, <laughs> thirteen goals in a senior game is yeah. nearly unheard of. Yeah. Um, and to you normally say uh, a seven goal game thriller where it's four three one way yeah. is an exciting game, yeah. But a thirteen goal thriller that's wow. taking things to a new level, unbelievable. Um, Gawler and Salisbury had a one one draw, um, which was uh, another tight contest. There, Uni took the points over Cove three one, um, which was a reasonably top-of-the-table clash. Both of those teams have been playing well. Um, I guess the surprise result out of the weekend was that Northern Demons beat Norlunga 1-0. Norlunga have been playing quite well and the Northern Demons are down the bottom of the table and to get a a victory there was um, unexpected, to say the least. Good effort. Yeah. And Mount Barker succumbed to Port Adelaide 5-1 or 1-5. at home, which would have been disappointing for them. Um, which moves us into this weekend coming up. Um, and there's some games that are drawing some interest here as well. Port Adelaide versus Modbury is going to be an interesting game. Uh, yeah, it's away. going to be a battle, that one, yeah. definitely. Um, I've heard a lot of lot of banter, a lot of drama go between before that game, so hopefully Vista... Come in with the three points, come in hard. Yeah. Because um, I know Pirates think they're going to come in and take the points easily, which yeah. is not going to happen. Um, no. I know the boys are fired up for the game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it definitely going to be uh, an interesting watch for the spectators. So, if you're around the Port Adelaide area, um, get down and, and watch that game because that'll be a cracker. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Salisbury are taking on Uni, which is another one near the top of the table. So Port Adelaide are on top, University are sitting third, and Salisbury is second. So Salisbury versus University is second versus third. And the story for me for the season is Salisbury United, where last year they were they were down the bottom of the table, where this year they've got some awesome results and have, are doing really well. Um and Norlunga are playing Cove, so Norlunga will be looking to get back on the winners list. Um, Cove have slipped down the table somewhat, but um, Norlunga will be looking to get uh, back on track there. Pontian Eagles versus Gawler Eagles, so it's a showdown of the Eagles on <laughs> with that game. And uh, Pontian, and it's a middle of the table clash there, so that could could go either way. That's going to be difficult to predict. Um, 
the bottom of the table clash, Northern Demons versus Mount Barker. So, again, anything could happen there. Two teams looking to get points. And, and the Demons with a good win. Demons coming off yeah. a good win, absolutely. And and Seaford versus Vipers should be another good game there too. Um, and that rounds out the State League too. But um, have you got any news of, of how things have been going with that competition, Joey? Um, it's a pretty, look... Um it's not an easy competition. No. Um, even if you're going for coming from NPL to State League One, State League Two, um, it, anything can happen throughout the year. You need good consistency mm-hmm. in every league. Um, so, especially with look with Vista, I think it's a they've got a good long term goal. Yeah. Um, Benny's brought in like a lot of confidence into the club. So, um, yeah, could anything can happen in this league? Honestly, yeah. yeah. And especially with that result that we saw where Norlunga went down last week, um, you know, that was an unexpected result, but anything can happen. If you don't bring your A game, yeah, uh, you, you should expect to get mm. embarrassed. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's how league yeah. should be. Nice yeah. and tight. You're right, off your yeah. game, you lose the game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So now we'll move into the 18s. So the table's a little bit... Uh, Topsy-turvy comparing the 18s to the um, the seniors. But the match of the round for me is um, Modbury and Port Adelaide, f- fourth versus fifth. So the Port Adelaide versus Modbury Day is going to be quite large. Two teams, again, that are quite similar on the table. Uh, Modbury beat Seaford last start and Port beat Mount Barker by... Uh, only one goal, so you know the the form coming into the game is good for, for both, both teams, yeah. um, and that should be uh, it should be a good game. Adelaide Uni uh, up against Salisbury. Uh, Uni um, are near the top of the table. Salisbury uh, middle of the table there as well. So Adelaide Uni should get the win there. Um, and that is at Salisbury's home ground. Cove should beat Norlunga. I've probably put a, a bit of a blowout with this game um, as a prediction. Um, but my predictions haven't always been <laughs> accurate. Um, but we do like to have a crack. Um, and Ponty and or the Eagles in the under-18s, I, I think there could be a draw here. 8th versus 7th. But same again, when the teams are... Similarly ranked near the bottom of the table, there both they should be looking to yeah, win yeah. Um, both teams there. Um, and Mount Barker are taking on Northern Demons. Similar story, I think Mount Barker could get the job done there. And in the last game, Seaford uh, a second or third uh, playing the Vipers who are eleventh, and and they should put uh, a few behind behind the goalkeeper there. Four uh, 0 I think might be a an expectation there. Um, now, moving on to the Women's State League. We've got uh, a few good games coming up. And the ladder at the moment looks like uh, Modbury Vista on top. And they're playing South Adelaide, South Adelaide Panthers. And so that's first versus third, and 
I, I, I might be slightly biased, but I've got Modbury Vista down as the match of the round again here too. Modbury. <laughs> I'm come, sure. I'm sure yeah. it's not just no bias, me. Not at I'm all. I'm sure it will be a great game. Uh, it will be. <laughs> but uh, Modbury coming off a good three-one win over Flinders Girls and South Adelaide had a one-one draw with the fifth-place Jaguars. So they're competitive and and are not going to roll over to the yeah. Modbury Girls. White City are playing West Torrens Bacala, eighth versus second. So West Torrens should get the uh, should get the victory there. Um, and when they've been playing West White City, um, or you'd probably expect Bacala to uh, look at boosting their goal difference with this game. And the Flinders Flames are playing Cove. Um, Expecting Flinders, after having a hard game last week uh, against Modbury, to play some good football against Cove. So, listeners, you might hear some uh, industrial sounds in the background. Uh, we've got the uh, we've got the cleaners in, uh, looking after the facilities here at uh, Oz Sports Radio, um, and sorry about the background noise. No, it's all good. I thought we were going into static there for a second, but it's uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting the cleaning done. Um, Adelaide Jaguars and Modbury Jets are the last game of the weekend, and the Jaguars should beat the Jets there as well. Um, Jaguars again coming off a tough game, and Modbury last week um, they what happened there they all West, West Torrens McCullough beat the Jets 8-0 last week oh so, wow uh, the Jets will be looking to, to have, a, yeah, yeah. have a comeback this weekend yeah yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> so the last uh, little bit I've got in in football is to um, is to go to a different competition okay so we're going to introduce the Elizabeth and Districts Junior Soccer Association uh, competition, but we're only going to look at the Colts Division One. Um, otherwise, we'll be going uh, through yeah, they're about massive 100, competitions, aren't they? Different yeah. leagues, so yeah. And um, it's good that the competitions are so vast, absolutely. and there is so many kids that play footy. Yep. But um, I said footy as soccer. Then, yeah, Mick, you're training me. You're doing well. There you go. <laughs> it will happen. Um, I guess the story of the Division One. Uh, Competition in the under 18s or Colts in the mod in the Elizabethan Districts competition is uh, under 17s and under 18s combined together. Okay. So it's under 18s basically, and the Modbury Vista Blue team uh, have been together for quite a number of years. And last week they played St Augustine's, and. The St Augustine's team's been together for a number of years as well, so they've bit of a rivalry. They've had a quite a good rivalry going yeah. over. Oh, that's good. Over a number of years, yeah. and St Augustine's are a quality, quality team, and have had the wood over Modbury. Ah, okay. So, talking to some of the players, they were uh, apprehensive, but up for the competition. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was first versus second last week as well. Wow. So. Um, they were really anxious for the game, but really trained hard for it and got a victory. Uh, I think they won 3-1. Uh, 
Oh, so that, great, that great effort. Modbury Vista on top of the ladder in the Elizabethan Districts Division 1 competition, and they've got a pretty good gap there now. So they're sitting on 21 points, and St Augustine's in second on 16 points. So they've put a bit of um, bit of a gap yeah. in there. So a bit of breathing space. A bit of breathing space as well. Don't yeah. want to rest on your laurels, though. No. You can always uh, come back and bite you. Absolutely. Well, they will be coming up against Tea Tree Gully Rovers this weekend coming up, and there's a little bit of um, a little bit of history is there as well. So the, the Tea Tree Gully Rovers team are sitting fourth, but they've actually gotten a number of Modbury Vista players from last year's JPL team. To, mm, okay. So there's been there's a little bit of rivalry there as well. <laughs> so the Tea Tree Gully team is going to be up to get the points because this is the second round of competition. Ah, so okay. So what happened in the first round? Do you remember? Yeah, um, Tetra Gully lost four nil. Oh, okay. I think it was four nil or five. Well, they got a bit. Of, like they that. got a bit of ground to make up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, round that was in round one. Yeah, yeah. So they mustn't have been ready for round one, or um, <laughs> give them a bit of an excuse. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they'll be ready this week. I'm mm. sure of it. But it's at, should be a hard um, game. Yeah, it was at uh, so that'll be at Tetra Gully this week, and. Uh, so that'll be the match of the round coming up there as well. So, um, obviously, I'll expect Modbury to get a win. <laughs> uh, so, moving on to... So, now we've got the poll question. Darren, Tangles. Um, we're going to have a look at this. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, keep going with the poll question. Okay, so we'll go to the poll <laughs> poll question. Sorry, I wrote this script and I'm not even sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> we expect this of Mick. It's all right. We, we will roll with the punches. That's right. We're doing the poll question. So what's what's it looking like at the moment? Much the same as last week? <clears throat> yeah. So to, to bring us back onto uh, the subject, the, the question out of the Hussey report, should clubs merge to strengthen the district cricket competition? Yeah, the the SACA Premier Cricket Competition, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, well, what our poll is showing, the people who have answered it, is showing seventy percent of people think that clubs should be forced to merge. That's pretty hard words. That is, and yeah, I yeah. As, as a player, Joey, how would you see that if you were in a situation in in the top grade competition? And the association dictates to the clubs that you either merge or that's it. It it, it sounds harsh, mm. but from from their point of view, it, it will toughen up the competition. Um, I think it could be become a bit more professional that way, definitely. Um, but then you look at the other side, would there be a lot of lost opportunity for the players that aren't? up there enough to be able to fit in. Obviously, with the clubs merging, there's a lot more selection yeah. that needs to be done. Um, but, yeah, it could it could be something that we see soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes, and I guess it, um, there's been a lot of movement and uh, communication in, in with the members of different clubs over this, what, we're in a cricket off-season. Yeah, yeah. So to give the listeners a little bit of background... There was a potential or, or a tabled proposal that Southern Districts and Adelaide were going to 
potentially merge. Mm. So they put it to the members, the members. And I hadn't actually heard what the members of Adelaide had voted. Did you, did you hear no, what I th- they... I, th- I, I think, think they were generally for it. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be quoted on the wrong answer there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was the Southern Districts... The members said no then, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. definitely said no to the merger, and which, as we touched on last week, did appear as a bit of a takeover because Adelaide wanted to keep their name and and their emblem. And, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, takeover-type yeah. things at the top. Right. But I don't think it was actually a takeover. Because mm. I guess we've got a history in the competition where there was Elizabeth and Salisbury. Yeah. When their two clubs merged to become Northern Districts. Yeah, correct. And I guess you couldn't have a team that's already called, or a club that's already called Southern Districts, and then Adelaide merging, where you've got two clubs to become what's already yeah. Southern Districts. So yeah. I'm not 100% across of what history Southern Districts had. Did, were they Christie's Beach or an Aldinga? No, they, they were just came? a brand new club. Brand new club. That was formed right. because of... Basically because of populations. Yeah. And there was a need for a southern club. Mm. Um, yeah. So I guess the, the, the story from the, the public, and thank you to everybody that have voted, uh, 70%, which is pretty significant, I think. It is. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not anything happens, I guess we'll <laughs> wait and see. We will, we will. Watch this space. I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure the... Premier Cricket Competition is going ahead with their 13 clubs. Yep. Um, there's been a bit of movement, uh, coaches-wise and things like that, that I heard during the week. So that'll be interesting to see how, how clubs respond to that with new coaches and things. They can breathe a bit of fresh life into the into the competition as well. So, yep. yeah. So I guess now we can move on to the Rebel Sport uh, Club Legend of the Year award. Yep. Uh, <laughs> take it away, Craig. <laughs> All right. So we're looking for all our listeners out there to nominate club legends. Um, we have we had much um, uptake on the a, a little bit, a little bit. Just looking at tangles there for a, for a bit of feedback. We've had a little bit of interest. Um, anyone add anything to a club legend spot? You mentioned something before, Joey. Uh, when I was at Blue Eagles, yes, Gino, yeah, um, first team keeper. Um, First team keeper since he was 15, 16 and kept that first team spot all the way into his late 30s. I don't know, 37, 38. I'm not sure the exact age. And I think that's an awesome achievement to yeah, get. That's no one amazing. was able to take his spot. Yeah. Um, and he definitely went down a legend in Blue Eagles. Saw, saw it all. Yeah. Or saw it all from a young age. So. And, and I tell you, I, I also think the goalkeeper in a football team gives a team identity. Like you look yeah. at Adelaide United and, and you think Eugene Gilekovic. Yeah, you know. he's, he's definitely a face there yeah. in Adelaide United straight yeah. away. Um, and, and, and he would have been the face of Blue Eagles there for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone knew, knew him. So you hear his name, everyone knew him. So he was, yeah. he was definitely an awesome guy to be around as well. Funny, yeah. probably the funniest guy I've been so around. So have you got a Gino story for us? Ah. Uh, so I guess there's many different types of stories. There's the on-field stories. <laughs> yeah, the ones you don't want to say on air. And then you can't say some <laughs> stories. <yeah. laughs> but then, um, you know, you could have a, a story where 
you know, you've, you've, you're coming away from a game and you might have lost, but then a little kid's come along and he said, oh, have you, you know, or something, and you, you might have done something inspirational that um, other people want to, you know, emulate. follow and em, emulate, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, he was definitely a guy um, that you didn't want to mess with yep. in, on the pitch. He was definitely, he was in control of his box. He was a guy where you went face-to-face with him, he would give it to you. Um, a hard man, hard like a hard man, and uh, not necessarily a, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say a big mouth, but like he'll give it to you whether you're on the stands or you're on the pitch. Yeah, okay. And um, to see him on the on the federation post of um, to me it was pretty funny because I see him personally. Um, I used to see him personally every training session. Yeah, and I know I knew him. I knew him as this one bloke, and to see him on the federation. Posters of the respect. The, uh, to me, it was just funny. The respect posters and yep. um, shaking the ref's hand. And uh, it was did just. He, he always gave it to the refs, did he? Oh, he, he definitely, <laughs> definitely did give it to give it the refs. Not in a bad, bad way, yeah, yeah. but he was a guy where, like, he, he if he if he felt something, I felt um, of thinking something, he'd, he'd say it straight out. Yeah, yeah. And to me, when I saw him on that poster in the change room, I just. I think everyone started laughing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. Definitely. Yeah. And and they're the the, the personalities that make club sport. Yeah. 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 You know? He he was he had a massive personality. He was yeah. an awesome funny guy. Absolutely. And and that's what we're all about is is getting around those legends, those personalities of the clubs. They can be on the field. Yeah. They can be off the field. Like yeah. even the. Keeper, or I should say that the um, the guy that looks after the uniforms, or the guy that cleans up the club rooms yeah. after, like you know, the with the broom. Yeah. At Ironbank Footy Club, we've got yep. one guy who's there every Saturday, first thing, and he's one of the last ones to leave. Yep. At the end, and he's always the guy cleaning up the change rooms. Yep. And that's Noel Morgan. Yep. Awesome, awesome human being. Yeah, yeah, and um, he'll be the first one there, and setting up like the pads on the goalposts, and yeah, yeah, just doing everything, opening the gate, making sure there's money on the gate, making sure the budgets are there, making sure the jumpers are clean, everything, everything. Yep. He he, without Noel, that place would fall down. Yeah, but he has had a few days off. What? Um, yeah, he does have a few days off, and a few people step up and. Step into the shoes and things never run as smoothly when Noel's not there. No. <laughs> and I guess you could say he's uh, just seeing what life would be like and how well he runs the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he was still there this year. I haven't spent a lot at the club the last couple of years because I've had other parts of my life doing more things. So, um, yeah, I, I used to be there cooking the barbie and stuff, but um, not doing that this year or last year. Um, and yeah, and I when I go back to the club and watch the games, he's still there. He's still yep. the man that's there. And all and, day. and even the um, the help that the clubs get for barbecue duties, oh yeah, helps significantly. Without know. them, the club doesn't make money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. People that run the bar, things like that, they're they're awesome humans. Absolutely. Right. Oh. Um, now, so we can move into the. Amateur a- amateur footy. Oh, we'll go into the footy. All right. So last weekend there was a. It was basically a weekend off all um, local footy. Um, the Hills 
went to Karunda to be hosted by the Rhythm, River Murray Football League. The Hills won all four games, under-16s, under-18s, country and Div 1 in the, in the four games during the day. Um, that says a lot about the strength of Hills. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome results for the Hills. Um, the games got closer as the day went on um, with, the, with the Div 1 leagues um, decided by 19 points in favour of the Hills. Um, so, yeah, so I did say... Um, I'll go into the amateur footy league in a minute. Um, so this week um, in the River Murray Football League, we might as well look at those games there. We've got um, Jervoice playing Ramblers. Yep. Um, Jervoice should get the points there, second playing fifth. Um, Manham versus Meningi. Um, fourth versus seventh. Meningi have been really struggling this year, so Manham will be looking to get another win there. And the match of the round... This round will be Tail and Bend versus Imperials. It's first versus third. I was going to say, Tail and Bend have been killing it, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're sitting on top. Um, um, Jervoice are also only got one loss as well as Tail and Bend, but the Imperials are six and three, so they'll be looking for a good showing at, against Tail and Bend. Mm. So good luck there. Um, we'll move into the Hills now, who took the chocolates in the interleague. Um, we've got um, Harndorf still sitting way out in top. They are playing Blackwood this week, who are third. And Blackwood might be one of the teams that could actually inflict some pain on Harndorf. So I would uh, like to put the call out there. Go Blackwood. They had, they had a good win last week, so got them up to third or well, the week before interleague. Yep. Sorry, yeah. They're there for the taking, aren't they? Yeah, they had a massive game against Bridgie. Mm before the interleague, and they smashed Bridgewater. So um, hopefully they can inflict some pain on Harndorf. Um, and there's also a middle-of-the-table clash, fourth versus sixth, Uralia and Onkers, which will be a really good game as well. The other games, um, Loby should take care of Mount Lofty. Mount Lofty boys will hate me saying that because it is their home game, but I, I'm pretty sure Loby is second, and Mount Lofty have just got up to eighth, so Loby should take care of them there. Um, Achunga and Nan. Achunga a seventh and Nan a tenth. So Nan will be looking for another win. They've had one win. They're looking for another one. But the Achunga boys are going pretty well as well. Anything could happen. Yeah, and we got Mount Barker and Bridgie. Um, Bridgie got uh, got smashed by Blackwood the week before interleague. So they'll be looking to bounce back with a good win there. And Mount Barker a second to bottom. So hopefully Bridgie can get the chocolates there. And then we've got the um, Country Division, or Division 2. Uh, Kersbrook sitting second are playing Torrens Valley, who are down the bottom, so they'll inflict some pain on Torrens Valley, I'm sure. Bit of a, um, a points yeah. difference game yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. Um, Bearwood play Mackie. Uh, Mackie um, had that massive win over Kersbrook um, the week before, so Mackie have got some impetus, but... Burwood would they're equal. They're sixth and seventh, both on three wins. So that'll be that'll be a good game actually. And I the match of the round I put and I'm probably biased here, but Ironbank are playing Gummaraka at Ironbank. Uh Gummaraka are third. Ironbank have just crept up into fifth. Ironbank will really want to take the points off Gummaraka here, but they'll have to keep the Hannah boys quiet. Yep. Um 
who ran amok in the game. And there's the last no round. reason why we shouldn't be biased. No, no, honest, that's it. Because go you Thunderers. Any any <laughs> any club that wants to uh, you know get on board with the show, we will we'll get right behind you. Yeah, yeah, you for know? sure. And Kangi sitting top are playing Meadows, who are um, fourth. So look. Meadows could cause an upset here. It is at home at Kangi. So after a week off, the Meadow boys will be looking forward to that game against Kangi, I'm sure. Yep. Um, so, yeah, good game there too. Anything could happen. It could. Now, I have to make an apology here. I um, The Amateur League, I thought, were playing last week. They didn't play either. Um, so the games we looked at last week are still the same so the match of the round, probably Torrent, uh, Tea Tree Gully, who have been playing above where they're sitting at seventh, are yep. playing Paynham, who are second. And it's a danger game for Paynham. They need to make sure they're on their game or Tea Tree Gully will, uh, will jump them, I yeah, think. Gully's always come hard. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, no, it looks pretty even there. Uh, Goodwood play Brighton. Unley and Ross Trevor... Uh, PAC are playing Port Districts. Um, PAC are up the top. Port Districts are eight. So, uh, all difference game. <laughs> and Uni are playing St Peter's. Um, St Peter's are fifth. Uni are ninth. But there's only two games between them, so well, anything say, could happen with there. With those big gap games, when a top of the team, top of the table team plays a lower ranked team yeah, yeah. down the bottom. You know, you can't just take that for granted. No, no, you can't. You can't. Uh, because the, t- the lower-ranked teams come to play. Yeah, correct. And if they do and a top-ranked team gets complacent, then they could get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as much as we say it could be a goal-difference game, it could also be yeah, embarrassing yeah. for the top-ranked team as well. And with the bit of wet weather this week, I suppose you're going to get into a bit of wet weather footy. That and the grounds will be a bit, a little bit softer, yeah. and the uh, quick guys get a little bit slower. And the big, and the big but the big guys don't get any shorter. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it too. So that wraps up the the, the footy uh, speak, and now yep. uh, we are, are lucky to bring in a new league. Oh yes. Tamworth Baseball League are on the show. <laughs> well done, Tangles, the baseball well intro. Well done. So I guess um, I uh, played in the Tamworth uh, Country Championships myself when I was a younger gentleman about 20-plus years ago and remembered it very, very fondly for the, let's just say, the amount of education I received during that weekend. So every long, every June long weekend, the Tamworth Baseball uh, Association invites baseball uh, clubs from around New South Wales to Tamworth for a big weekend of baseball. Oh, okay. And it's been going for oh, nearly 50 years now. And um, so let me bring up some information and... Uh, so I played in two, and I think during those two years, I well, let's just say I, I, I aged about 10 years. 
Um, <laughs> we, we started playing... It's a very it's, social competition. Is, is that what you're trying to say? Well, me? it's very hard competitive, but you get bias because you might have a, uh, an NPL player playing with a fifth grader or an eight, like a, an Australian player yeah. playing with a, with a B grader. Right. So there's a whole heap of different competitions. Okay. So what we... So, yes. So Brad Smith is also uh, a legend of uh, the Outlaws uh, baseball club up, up in Tamworth region. And he's a co-founder uh, of that club. And he's been there for uh, for nine, nine, ten years. And they've played in nine out of the last ten grand finals. Oh, wow. Last year, uh, just to give um, uh, uh, Brad a bit of a shout-out, he pitched a seven-game uh, no-hitter, a shutout. Wow. Seven innings, no-hit no uh, game for the grand final. So... They won the grand final last year, which is pretty fantastic. Basically, um, on his shoulder. On I his shoulder. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. That's um, a huge effort. Seven inning shutout. So you, you can't really get any better than that. No. Um, so yeah, Tamworth held its fifty second June Long Weekend Carnival, and there was about eight hundred players in that competition with fifty four teams. Wow. In Massive that, weekend. That's a huge weekend. Now we drove up from the Central Coast, which is a few hours drive, um, and I think when I was playing there there would have been about 20, 25 teams. So the, yeah, the, so it's grown. It, grown. Competition's grown yeah. huge. A, lo- a lot of um, local sports have competitions over the June long weekend. I know yeah. I know the 8-Ball Association of South Australia runs a big carnival yep. um, every every June long weekend that uh, my wife was sorry to see me go to uh, on a few <laughs> occasions. <laughs> but we won't go there. Don't no. want to bring up those memories. That's right, but in, in the Tamworth baseball uh, competition, in the A-grade, it's a, it's a unique competition in that there's only three teams in the A-grade competition. Okay. You've got Armadale, the Cougars, and the Warriors, um, and Armadale and the Cougars, actually, it's all a bit odd here. The points are a little bit funny, but it looks like Armadale is sitting on top. I'm sure Brad will tell me I'm wrong, which is fine. <laughs> but they have a double header. One team has a double header every weekend. Right. So one team plays the other two teams. Oh, right? wow. Okay. And then the next weekend rotates yeah. around. So you might play two games this weekend, but only one game next weekend. In a three-team competition, you would get to know each other quite well. Oh, yeah. Um, in the B-grade competition, there's one, two, three, four, five teams. So it's similar, and there's a bye there, so they only play each other once. So this weekend coming up, you've got uh, the Warriors playing the doubleheader, and they've got the Cougars versus Armadale. Uh, Cougars and then Armadale coming yep. up. So I hope they, um, they have got a good depth in their pitches because they're going to need it uh, with their uh, double header this weekend uh, and the Warriors coming up next weekend so good luck to all the baseball players yeah. in the Tamworth League. Ah, oh, well done Mick, that's yeah, good. I'll, I'll, it's um, good, always good to introduce something different. Yeah and I've pretty much um, hacked my way through that. You've done well Mick. Don't know about that. You've kind of saved it. <laughs> Don't know about that. <laughs> you, I reckon there might have been a bit of grass on the ball there. Just and the fingers bit, weren't quite underneath. And a little bit of mud there, and, and a, <laughs> I might have fingernailed a few seams and threw a really bad knuckleball. Yeah, 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 I think so. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've lost my place completely. Um, We're nearly at wrap-up time. So, yeah. Now, it would be au fait of us, a sporting show, not to talk about the big test match that's going on in England at the moment, England versus India in the, in the women's cricket, and yep. the controversy 
about them using a second-hand pitch to start the game. Yeah. Uh, that's just so much a kick yeah. to women's cricket. Yeah. Uh, I, I could not believe it when I read that. Yep. In in the news feeds that they were going to play on a second-hand wicket, like a wicket that's already been used. Yep. And, yeah, there was some talk. In, I was just looking on Twitter, which can be really, really bad sometimes, but I was looking through there and basically they were saying that it had to be a middle pitch mm. that they used. And, but really, they know the test match was going to happen. Yeah. Months out. Yeah. Like, this game and has been... which ground was it on? You've got me. You've got me. I did need to remember that. But it was um, no, I haven't Is got it. Is it there. on a test on a male on a men's test pitch ground? I guess that's the, the bugbear I've had with the women's test matches is that they haven't been played on the on the main pitches yeah the main grounds yeah no i haven't got that information sorry mick tangles is on it <laughs> he's i just haven't it. got where it is but i think you know with the amount of money that's been spent in developing the women's game not just in cricket but in football in aussie rules yeah you know we want to build the women's oh. game as much as possible. And, mate, the, the difference in the women's game that I've seen, um, umpiring the uh, WNCL and the WBBL for, like, six-odd years, I could I could see the change in the women's game when it became more professional. Yeah. When they started training every day, not having to do... Well, they still have to work outside of cricket, but some of the girls don't. But, like, the difference in the amount that they could train... And some money being injected into the women's game, the the difference in quality, the quality of the yep. cricket is just phenomenal. Yep. And and yeah, hats off to the girls. They're, the the game is going ahead leaps and bounds. A couple of the girls that are playing in the in the tournament in the test match at the moment. That's at Bristol. Yeah, at Bristol. Yeah. Sorry, I I knew it was on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't remember. But one of the fan favourites over here, Tammy Beaumont, she played for the Strikers for a little while. She made yep. sixty six. So. Uh, well done, Tammy. Well done, Tammy. Um, Heather Knight, agonisingly short of a century at 95. Yeah. and um, she's, the, she's the captain, isn't she? Yeah, she yeah. is. So, and Nat Skivers played over here as well, Catherine yeah. Brunt. Um, so there's a number of girls in the England side that have played over here during the WBBL. And two debutantes for India doing the, doing the damage with the ball to... Uh, debutante spinners, um, Rana and Sharma. Yeah, three wickets and two wickets, um, respectively. Yeah. And, yeah, I just thought we should we should yeah. talk about the, the women's game because it's growing all the time. Absolutely, and, and the fact that they copped, they copped a second-hand pitch yeah, is pretty yeah. awful. I, I couldn't believe that that yeah. happened. Yeah. So Considering they bring the boundaries in, mm. right, so the middle pitch doesn't necessarily have yeah, to be yeah. the spot-on middle pitch. You can go and yeah. pitch out to the side. I think they were maybe looking at television and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, do, I don't know the real reasons, and I'd love for people to give give us feedback on the Facebook page so yeah. to, to well, I'm a put no some deal. clarity around there. I'm a no-deal on the second-hand pitch. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, the women cop it in Premier Cricket. Yep. They they get the pitch that's left over from Saturday. Yep. Sometimes it's not remarked. Yep. Things like that. So, well, like at this level, at international level, yeah. and they get a second-hand wicket, I, I just yeah. could not believe it. So, well, was that pitch after a one-dayer? Or I, was that after I think a first-class game? Yeah. So, that was effectively a day-two pitch when they started. Yeah. Right? Basically, so, yeah. a day-two pitch, you've lost moisture. Yeah. So, the bowling unit... Well, already the, the toss, spinners are taking the wickets yeah. on the first day yeah. of the test so match. So, there's part of the story. So... 
You know, you, you lose that green seam advantage by having a new ball on a new pitch. Yeah, correct. You know, especially for a test match. It's actually, the more I think about it, the more I'm getting heated up. <laughs> you know, and it's but England versus India. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Come it. Come on. That's it. And leading into the uh, World Test Championship coming up. Yeah. Yeah, New Zealand and India in, in at Lords. I wonder be, if that'll be a second date. Oh, match. I bet you it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Look, all right, Mick, it's probably time cooked. for a wrap-up. I yep. reckon we're done. No worries. Well, I guess first of all, we'd like to thank Joey Shidey for coming in. No worries. Um, Thanks for having me. No, thank Appreciate you for uh, coming in and staying around for the whole show. It's yeah, well done, Joey. Fantastic. Great effort. Yeah, mate. No, no worries. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks to Tangles for um, all untangling the web that is the uh, the setup for um, for the show. Thank you, Tomo. Thanks, Shep. Thanks to Viva Teamwear, the um, the teamwear that is the most comfortable. Where it gets on big gentlemen like me, so it has to be has to be comfortable. Um, thanks everyone for listening in. Next week we've got a um, we've got a big show. Uh, I think we might keep it um, a little bit under wraps on promoting what's on next week's show, so we that will. everybody will have to keep an eye. On the Facebook page. Keep an eye on the social media po- posts and see who yep. our guest will be next week. Yep, so keep your nominations for the Club Legend of the Year coming yeah, in. Yeah, and please, if you're out there listening and you know that there is a Club Legend around your club, please nominate them. Because we've got a decent little catch from Rebel Sport. So Rebel Sport are sponsoring that yeah. prize. So thank you to Rebel Sport. Um, and obviously and a trophy as well, and a trophy. says. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, well Look done, out. Tangles, on organising that. Um, and, yeah, if you've got any uh, any contributions that you want to make, uh, let us know on the Facebook page. You can comment as well. You can like it and all the rest of it. Good stuff that happens on social and media. We'll, and we'll bring it up next week. Yep, no worries. Thanks, everybody, for listening in, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>